Hey everyone, before the episode, Jake and I wanted to wish all of you guys a very happy and safe Independence Day. We didn't mention that this was coming out on the 4th of July, um, but we also didn't know it was going to. So um, we hope you guys have a safe and amazing day um, and celebrating with your friends and family. And thanks for listening. Mankind, that word should have new meaning for all of us today. We can't be consumed by our petty differences anymore. We will be united in our common interest. Perhaps it's fate that today is the 4th of July, and you will once again be fighting for our freedom. Not from tyranny, oppression, or persecution, but from annihilation. We're fighting for our right to live to exist and should we win the day the 4th of July will no longer be known as an American holiday but as the day when the world declared in one voice we will not go quietly into the night we will not vanish without a fight we're going to live on we're going to survive today we celebrate our Independence Day. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Say What You Mean. I'm Jeff. And I'm Jake. And oh, the opening the opening line was taken from me this week. Oh, sorry. No, it's all good. Oh, wow. Okay, let's start over. Go ahead, Jake. No, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I was just kidding. I know. Uh, we're fresh off that hot weekend. It was hot, literally and figuratively. Yeah, KXRW bash. At the block party. At the block at party. Say Chow Eatery on the Vancouver waterfront. It's a nice venue. So how was it? Well, you were there. I'm asking what you how you felt. I liked it. Okay. I, I, th- I thought it was it was a it was it was a fun time. Um, everything kind of I mean, I th- things normally do mm-hmm. got off schedule. So oh yeah. Um, I got to sit around to be more nervous for a longer period of time than I would wanted to. Uh, so Why we were had, you so nervous? Well, what we, happened? Well, we had they wanted to introduce all of the new KXRW show hosts, uh-huh. and I um, was chosen to speak for our show. There's only two of us, but mm-hmm. I was chosen mm-hmm. against my will mm-hmm. um, to speak. In the democracy that is us. <laughs> <laughs> so there, Jeff wanted me to speak. I wanted Jeff to speak, so we compromised, and I spoke. <laughs> and um, <laughs> that's how a good marriage works, that's right? That's right. Um, so anyway, yeah, so we, we got up and had to give a little bit of a pitch about um, but what are, about what To the Republic is, um, where we came from, that kind of thing. Uh, the two people that spoke in front of us, or three people, I don't know, mm-hmm. um, we went like 30 seconds, and we're supposed to go for like two minutes yeah, each. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. that made it, I was like, well. That is true, huh? He just, like that guy, Ivan Ivan. Uh-huh. I don't want to, <laughs> I don't know who from KXRW listens, but. <laughs> yeah. Um, it just, was quick. It was quick, and he yeah. just handed me the, f- the microphone real fast, so. I forgot that it was supposed to be two minutes. 
And like they positioned us right in front of them of the the speakers, the speaker. So it kept like Feedback. buzzing, and then I kept seeing the dude, like the sound guy, kept waving me over. It's like you guys would have thought maybe he'd moved us over yeah. originally. Yeah, would have been a lot better. So every time someone was talking, there's just just feedback yeah oh it was I forgot it was not particularly well organized no on not that, that on part that, that specific part yeah. yeah that was a little little weird oh shoot um so yeah i asked you to talk because i thought we were going to be like i don't know i thought it was going to be more like specific to jake and jeff from to the republic what do you mean well we were on the flyer yeah and it said meet and greet so I thought it was going to be like a formal, like you and I sitting at a table or something, and people. Yeah, that's kind of how hi. I've envisioned it too. Yeah. yeah, I figured we'd have to speak, and then they would like position us at a place where people could come and introduce themselves. Yeah, yeah. So that's not how it was at all. And then it's like they're like, "All right, everybody from KXRW, come up front and talk." And then everybody goes and lines up everyone that we know from the station. Mm -hmm. And we're like, oh, shit, is that us? So we run over there and they're like, no, 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 not you guys. These are the like the OG shows. And I was like, what the fuck? What do we miss that mark by like a month? I know. Pretty much. Right. <laughs> so then we go and sit back down and they're like, all right, we're going to introduce all the new shows. And I'm pretty sure these are shows that haven't even put out an episode yet. Like some of them. I don't think the two, um, the Mud Club and that one woman show, yeah. I don't remember its name, yeah. has had an episode yet. So it's like, wait, we've been doing this for a year. Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess we're new. So the reason I had you, I wanted you to start talking in this two minute window that we were going to have talk to talk um, was because you're so well spoken and especially when you're describing to the Republic. Oh, well, thank you. But I also feel like sometimes when I describe to the Republic, you're like, well, no, Jeff, that's not how it is, you idiot. <laughs> really? I get that way? Yeah, there's one I time I said it and you were like, well, no, not really, Jeff. And I was like, oh, OK. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, don't. Obviously, I'm saying it wrong. OK. By like, I don't know. You just have said it so well sometimes when telling people what it's about that I was like, I'll let him kind of take the front on that because. Uh, there was just um, it's it's a simple apolitical, but I don't even think to use that word when describing a show, even though I know it is, mm -hmm. and that is our that is a massive part of what we do on mm -hmm. that show. Um, but you, it makes I, it makes our jobs a lot more difficult. Yes, <laughs> but, it does. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I just knew that you would describe it better than I I would, and then it's like if there's still time on the clock, then I'll just riff and. I was just going to thank the sponsors again and mm -hmm. thank Susan for everything she did. You know, just do the fluff stuff. Yeah. But because people talked for 30 seconds um, in a two-minute window, you talked longer than 30 seconds, but you did you did just enough. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You talked a little bit about the history, how we got there, what our goal is, et cetera. Um, and so I didn't have to say anything. You did awesome. Well, well, thank you. Yeah. And I'm sorry that I... To make you feel like Shut you can't talk about our show. Up. <laughs> I don't. I don't describe it well. I don't. Okay. I never do. I okay. never have. I now I'm just I gonna take what you said and just repeat that. I don't even remember. I can't remember correct, where. I don't even it was. remember correcting you. Um, I don't remember when it was. Anyways, yeah. don't apologize. Okay. All right. I won't. <laughs> um. So then, but yeah, watching you 
so they're like, all right, at this time, we're going to have you guys go up and talk about your show. And then that time came and went. And you were, I could just, oh, that was, that was interesting and fun to watch. (laughs) (laughs) Because you're just like, come on, I'm about to just leave. What is happening? Yeah. It was frustrating. Yeah. You can see me when I get, well, you've, 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 I don't public speak often. Right. And you've been there the last two times (laughs) that I've had to speak in front of an Mm -hmm. audience. And you, you see the, like the maturation of my anxiety, like build and build and build and build. And then it just gets, and then I get up there and for whatever reason, because like the performance, like I have to put on that coat of like a performer, like I can like compartmentalize and just for that brief amount of time, be kind of like out of body. Yeah. Oh, you pull your dick out. You're like, look at this. No, honestly, like every, (laughs) literally everything, like, I don't know what it's, but everything like gets tunnel visioned and I can, I don't think about anything. It's weird. I don't know how I do it. Yeah. You crush it. Just something that clicks. Yeah. So it's so funny. You're like, oh my God, I don't want to do this. Oh my God. I'm just going to leave. Oh my God. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, my (laughs) name is Jake Jokum. Welcome to to the Republic. I'm like looking at you like, who the fuck is this guy? This is not the guy who was doing the nervous dance over there. Yeah. That's always me. Okay. Kylie said as soon as I got done talking, I went right back into my nervous shell with my arms crossed and looking uncomfortable. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even notice. (laughs) Didn't either. Oh, that's so awesome. Um it was dude, it was way bigger than I thought it was gonna be. Yeah, there's like a hundred people there. Yeah, and there was a ton of food, prizes, live bands. Um that last band, what is it? The something Perez, Al Perez band? Yeah. Local band, right? Mm-hmm. Damn, dude. They were, they were good. You and I were going to leave, and then we both were like, I kind of want to stay to see this. You could just look when you look at people and you're like, those guys know how to play music yes. together yes. in a really good way. You just, yeah, we had to sit back and watch we it. We had to. And when that dude pulled out that saxophone, you're like, uh, what? Well, I'm staying to watch that. <laughs> <laughs> it was cool. Yeah, it was really cool. Um, yeah, it was fun. Um, your parents were there. They were. Kylie was there. Your sister and came. My, yep, and Dimitri. Dimitri came. Yeah, I finally got to meet your other your other half. Yeah, that was cool. I'm glad he came out. That was that was big. That was cool of him to support us. You know, mm-hmm. I, I appreciated that. Um, <coughs> your mom cracks me up. I love your dad. He's <coughs> he was so funny with the duck and ducks and goose. Because he's like, Jake, you want jerky? I'm like, I want effing jerky. <laughs> he's like, well, I'm like, I've been telling Jake for years. He's like, Jeff, just come over and get some birds, okay? And, and he means he means that. I if know. If he showed up, he would love that. And I'm totally going to. Talk your ear off for an hour and get jerky. I'm totally down. Um, but your mom, you know, this, this was a cool moment. So after we get up and introduce ourselves, because nobody knows who the F we are at four hours into the party, um... This woman gets up there. Oh God, I wish I could remember her name. Um, and she was just like, I just want to take a second. You're over here chatting away to, I don't remember who, maybe that dude running for Congress or something. Um, but she's like, I just want to take a second. I really just want to point out and shout out like the work that To The Republic does. They're such a great show. Where's Jake and Jeff? And I like look over and I'm like, oh, dude, they're talking about us. And I'm like, Jake, Jake. And I like do the classic like comedy hook where i just reel you over <laughs> and you're like oh uh, 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 oh hey and we start waving and she was just complimenting the hell out of our show mm-hmm. it was awesome yeah it felt really nice to have someone like an actual listener right. reach out to us so and i then, really appreciate that then your mom runs up to her and goes hey 
I'm Jake's mom. <laughs> and then the woman's like, can you introduce me to them? And she's like, yeah, of course. And then she came over and talked to us. And um, what I liked about it, it, it what, what I've noticed about to the Republican engaging with people who either listen or who kind of um, suggest ideas is it's hard for others to be apolitical, mm-hmm. especially even even in their suggestions of topics. Yeah. Um, but she was like 100 percent about appreciating the apolitical aspect and coming from a non-biased. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so she was all about that. And that was cool. No, it was. Um, I was talking before that. I felt really bad because um, John, who was John Oberg, who was one of the other um, show hosts, brought someone up to talk to us uh-huh. just before we were <clears throat> waiting to be called oh, up on stage. Yeah, yeah. So this guy was trying to have a conversation with us. And you and I both were like zoned out, yes. like waiting to hear Ryan, the M- the, like, the guy who yeah. was like doing the M- all the MC work call us up mm-hmm. and so we're like we're half trying to listen to <laughs> we him. big time to this guy and who's this running guy was, for congress this guy was running for congress against jamie herrera butler as a progressive and we big time and him. i did i was really trying to listen to what this guy had to say but he was also really awkward but um, i mean he kind of was yeah but he but was we nice, were too because we we're, were focusing on something else and he was a super nice guy yeah i really wanted to talk i really wanted to talk with him right and but i'm also like i don't want to I don't want to have like everybody up there and then mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, like we completely missed it. Yeah. So when we get back, I was doing my best to try to make up for that, to make up for right. that with him. And, uh, you're like, listen, plebe, I don't know if you saw, but I'm on the poster. <laughs> That's exactly what I said to him. And then I kicked him in the shin and took, and took his drink tickets. <laughs> and then gave him to me. Mm-hmm. That's how I roll. Oh my no, God. No, but really, I, um, yeah. He was a he was a nice guy. I would love to talk with him. I think we spoke with him about coming yeah on about coming show. on, even just to have be a guest and just talk. Yeah, I'm trying to. I think he gave us his card, but I can't find it. So. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're um, big time in him again right now. <laughs> big time in him again. Uh, he was uh, he's running for Congress um, for the Washington Third uh, mm-hmm. District again. It would be a get, potentially against Jamie Herrera Butler in a year and a half. So he's he's laying. I mean, I'll give him credit there. He's laying the groundwork um, early, like he's getting out right um, and campaigning early. Because normally, I mean, house races, they're all you know they're every two years, but usually you at least wait a year until you start ramping up that stuff again. But um, you know, the the Democratic Party's you know definitely motivated, uh, especially the uh, the more left, um, the more left branch of the Dem- of the democratic party seems highly highly motivated so uh good for them mm-hmm. um but my own political uh allegiances <laughs> uh i you know i just i don't agree with that particular um that particular uh r- their views on role of on the on the role of government right but, and i would love to have the opportunity to talk with anybody about for about sure that. i'm not if he was elected i would fully support him as my as my congresswoman as my congressman mm-hmm. um but I, you i mean i've been open about where i how i voted <laughs> in the past right so that's just kind of where i'm at well even just to to just chat mm-hmm. or maybe not debate but maybe debate a little bit about <clears throat> have an opportunity to hear more of where he stands and well he, and definitely because um we had just such a sm- short amount of time to talk 
and um, it'd be nice to sit down with him and see exactly where he's coming from, where his policy uh, beliefs are at. Um, he said he went to Colombia, mm-hmm. uh, studied foreign foreign policy, foreign affairs, uh, international relations. So right up my alley. It'd right. be interesting to talk to with him to see where he falls on on that because that's you know super important for me and seeing you know how a particular candidate feels about international organizations and multilateralism generally. So. And his name is Peter Khalil. Thank you. Yeah, Democrat Peter Khalil, and he's uh, running for the third district. I like the one one question I would like to ask him. I think it'd be the first thing if we sat down with him is: Are you planning to run in the Democratic primary, or are you running as a third, as like a third party independent? So I guess you had mentioned that. Yeah, um, he, that he, day. W- he wasn't clear because he said he was running against Jamie Herrera Butler. Mm-hmm. So, okay, well that can be interpreted as well. If you win the Democratic primary, then you're running against Jamie Herrera Butler. Or are you running directly against Jamie Herrera Butler by not going through the Democratic primary process? So, oh, okay. I get what you're saying. Um, I, I, I was just, I was unclear on that point. Yeah. And I know you and I have talked about on To The Republic mm-hmm. about third parties right. um, and stuff like that. So um, it, it would be interesting to see where he, where he falls on that. Right. Hell yeah, I'm totally down. Anyway, we'll reach out to him and ask him what he thinks. I think it'd be a good conversation for us both to have. And and I know you and I have wanted to bring on more controversial you know, people um, onto our podcast. I think that would be a really good experience for us to kind of learn how to navigate God, how to navigate that because you, you and I both <laughs> have a guy in mind. Oh, I want him so on. bad, dude. I'm, I got to make it happen. I want it. Did you see what I sent you last night? I did. Yeah. I want it so bad. <laughs> I just like okay, that's cool that he's in Hong Kong. Like, yeah. Um, but why? But I, he's, and do I, you understand I, I the complexities I, of what's going on? No. <laughs> he's trying to wrap it in an Ameri- like like through in like an American lens. I know. And it's like it's way different, man. It's so completely different, different cultural realities and. Ugh. Yeah, anyways, enough vague talking about (laughs) someone I want. Um, Real quick, I wanted to mention that we have a voicemail box set up for anyone who wants to call. Yes. um, If you want to tell us, like, fuck you guys or, like, hey, I love you guys. Either way, I'm down to hear those. Uh, Maybe if somebody called just to hate us, I might love that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But if you guys want to give suggestions or ideas on topics, um, that would be super fun. And we would love that. Um, not, you know, you've heard us. If you've listened long enough, there's plenty for us to just ramble on about um, stuff that we're interested in and passionate about. But if there's something you're interested in or passionate about, then give the number a call. Don't worry, I won't answer because it goes straight to voicemail. Um, it's a Google Google voicemail, so it's set up just to give me give us an email notification. And then we can go back and listen and um, yeah, and then we'll just listen to it. And if you have topics or, or feedback or anything, we appreciate it. all of that. Yeah, that'd be, it'd be awesome. So the number is 360-718-3954. Again, that's 360-718-3954. Maybe we... Um <laughs> is that it's on our Instagram? I saw you both playing a yeah. post on our Instagram, so yeah. it's also on our, on our social yeah, media. Yeah, it's on our social media, um, and then I'll I'll put this up. I'm gonna add this to to the Republic when we do our next one, mm-hmm. so that strangers can call us. Yeah, which could be even more fun. Yeah. Um, so yeah, call us. Leave a voicemail. 
tell us what you think. Tell us what you want to hear us ramble on about, and we will do that. So uh, I just before we move on, yeah. I just um, one last thing I want to I do want to throw uh, a huge thank you out to uh, Spoiled Spa and Salon for donating on our behalf to mm-hmm. KXRW's Block Party. <coughs> um, owners uh, April and Skylar Allen are uh, good friends of mine. Uh, I've hunted with uh, Skylar uh, for the first time this last year, and it was a mm-hmm. blast. And uh, they're good; they're good people. My mom ended up buying the, the their donated um, their, for the silent uh, auction. Yeah, she got it. She she yeah, she bought she bought the uh, she bought both of them. Oh was, my gosh! Those two spa appointments. So uh, she thank kept you. I, she kept running by, and I was like looking at her like, "What are you doing?" She's like, "I gotta check my spa, um, <laughs> whatever. I gotta check my spa auction." And I was like, "Okay." Yeah, my mom's <laughs> been there before and, and oh, absolutely loves it. That's so awesome. it's uh, spo- for anybody in the local area that's interested. It's mm-hmm. Spoiled Spa and Salon mm-hmm. on um, 109th Court in Vancouver, Washington, and their number is three six zero eight two eight. Five four eleven. Dope. So yeah, thank you again, Skylar and April, um, yeah. for supporting us and KXRW. That's awesome. All right, so we're gonna get into everybody's favorite topic. <laughs> you ready? I'm ready. GM Why are we talking about Blazers in July? Because it's free agency, man. Free agency. The NBA season is 365 days. Yeah. If there's any break, it's like that month before training camp Mm -hmm. gets started. And then like, but then even then summer league is going. Yeah. So it's like, it's, I love summer league. It's I don't know why. It's basketball. That's it's, why. Yeah. 365 <laughs> days a year. You get to see the rookies, which is probably the only time for most of them that you get to see them anyway throughout right. the season. So it's fun. Um, guys trying to scrap to make, you know, ro- you know, the back ends of rosters mm-hmm. and, and gets, or gets signed to like two way contracts and stuff like that. So it's, um, it's, it can be messy basketball, but you can see there are people are trying out right. there, so it's it's fun to watch. Right. Um, what were we gonna say about Neil? Oh yeah, Neil just who's Neil? Neil O'Shea <laughs> is the GM of the Blazers. Yes. Um. He he's been there's been it's been contentious between him and Portland for the over the years. Uh, Has it? I think so. Okay. Uh, a lot of the media that I listen to. Oh, the not media been. and Neil. They. Yeah. He. Um. I don't think he likes a lot of the media. No, he does not. Um, he's made that pretty. He's made I that pretty clear. I think it's because it's their job to find shit out, and he doesn't want anybody to know anything. No, he's very. He's he runs a very tight ship. Yes. Um, and he, I think he. Um, and is that in contrast to Pritchard? Because I felt like Pritchard said everything. I feel like it was, <laughs> and like in the short amount of time that Rich Cho was here too. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, 
But, yeah, I mean, O'Shea has been with the organization for seven, eight years now. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was the guy that drafted Lillard. He's done a lot of good for this organization. He's brought in a lot of good players. He's built this foundation. He's put us in a position to be a contender for an NBA title now that this window is open. In a small market. In a small market. So, uh, But at the same time, like you can say this about any GM, there's been a lot of um, – he's gotten as lucky as he's been good. Um, I was going back and thinking about the different things that, you know, different this time of year, there's always like this. There's always so much buzz, right? Like who's going to get who and how are you going to improve the roster? Like think about some of the people that Portland almost signed, but didn't like uh, Chandler Parsons, Mm -hmm. Roy Hibbert. Mm -hmm. um, He's gone after several other Greg Monroe. He's gone after several guys that would have just been complete bombs at the amount of money that he was offering yes um ennis Cantor, yeah right oh yeah offering massive tactical massive amount of money yeah but had that stuff yeah you're right ennis Cantor's a little bit different but Mm -hmm. had like indiana not matched roy hibbert yes milwaukee not matched greg monroe yeah um had chandler parsons chosen us over memphis yeah oh my lord we would have been in worse financial position that we that we've been in yeah so um, he's gotten. That's a great point. He's gotten. He's also found guys like Mo Harkless off the scrap heap, right. who gave you three solid years of starting mm-hmm. at the small forward. He got Al Farouk mm-hmm. who was your starting power forward the last four years, mm-hmm. consistently um, a great defender, <laughs> consistently inconsistent, but uh, but got you to the playoffs. He does all yes, of those little yes. things that gets a team like Portland to the playoffs. Right. Unfortunately, he's too inconsistent to when you get to that level, the final four, mm-hmm. you see where his. You just. He's not. He's the player that can get you to that to that level, yes. but he can't get you past that. Yes. And I th- and so Chief. Hundred percent. So Chief Turner is the same way. I think. Yeah, I think Chief Turner, Mo, all of those guys are great guys. Are great locker room yes. guys, and I really appreciate their time here as much as I've cussed out Aminu on my TV. Oh, me too. About him breaking wide open yes. threes all night long. Thank you for your for your time in Portland. Right. Um, uh, you know you'll 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 be. Your presence will be missed. Always a blazer. Yeah. We always say that. Once you're a blazer, you're always a blazer. Even Seth. Like, people were saying that to Seth. Um, and Seth had some really cool moments yeah, he had this some last season. Great, he had some great moments during the season. Him telling the the Thunder bench that y'all about to lose yeah. before Lillard drained oh, that 35-footer. So good. So, you know. Um, but the reason we're talking about this is because it is free agency. And Blazers lost half their team. <laughs> <laughs> Traded some. And, you know, I was telling Jen, like, hey, so-and-so's gone. All right, they just traded so-and-so. Hey, so-and-so signed with this team. She's like, next year's going to suck. I was like, why? She's like, now we got to relearn everybody. No. And this is my favorite time. And I don't know why or how I can even say that and consider it being the fact being that I'm a Blazer fan and they've never really done anything ever at all, but I still love free agency. Mm -hmm. I'll put Wooj on like alerts, his tweets on alerts. I don't ever have any social media alerts, but during like the trade deadline and free agency, he I'm getting his alerts Yeah, because I love this. I love to see. And so during the free agency, we have guys who can sign with any team, um, there are some restrictions for some players. Teams are trading guys for other guys. Um, and so we've lost to the free agency to for guys who have signed with new teams. Cantor signed with the Celtics. Mm-hmm. Aminu signed with Orlando. Yep. 
Seth signed with the Mavericks. Seth signed with the Mavericks. Evan. Oh, we traded Evan. Traded Evan. Um, is that it for free agency? Traded Myers and Mo Harkless. So, but I mean for, for oh for, for free agents. Lawson free yeah. agents. That's it. Okay, know. so then we traded Evan Turner to the Hawks mm-hmm. for Ken Bazemore. Yep, and then traded Myers Leonard and Mo Harkless to Miami. Miami. Well, no, sorry, Mo. It was all well, part of the three team deal to was get it? Jimmy to Miami. So uh, Mo is oh, actually in the. With the I Clippers. know that now. Yeah, Mo's so in the Clippers. So we traded them to Miami. Mo got traded to the Clippers. But we got Hassan Whiteside. Yes, we did. Who, I mean, he's had a checkered pa- he's had a checkered past. Okay. But I think he is going to thrive in this system. So CJ was texting me this morning about Whiteside. CJ McCollum. Yeah. <laughs> the one. <laughs> I, and I, only. No, I I feel weird about um, having this conversation without CJ. He texted here. me this morning and said, "When are you guys recording?" I said, "In like twenty minutes." He's like. No, he's like I want to talk basketball so much right now, and I was like, I know he's off all week. Um, his wife's having surgery today, um, but then he's off all week, and he's like, "When are you guys recording?" And I was like, "Today." Well, so we, keep, but we just keep missing. Let's. It. I mean, if you're down, we could do an early morning and just do next week's with him. Okay. Yeah. That's I mean, fine. I'll talk to him. Anyways, it, it sucks talking basketball without him because he's one of the only guys I talk basketball with. Um, but he was like talking about Whiteside with me, and I will say that one the concern is that checkered past. People talk about like if Pat Riley and what's his name, it's Eric Spolster, Eric Spolster can't get him to work hard. What's the difference between Stotts and and Neil? But I don't think it's Stotts and Neil. I think it's going to be Dame and CJ. Mm-hmm. It's the players on the court, right? That are going to get him in line. And CJ had a good point. He said, you know, winning helps. Winning does help, and Miami really hasn't been much of a winner since right. he's been there, at least not at the level that Portland has. Dude. And apparently he's really good friends with C.J. McCollum. That's what I hear. So I've loved Whiteside. I love big men who can fly. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And who have that at- attack mentality. I don't know. Is he good in the pick and roll? I mean, he's serviceable. Yeah. I mean, he, yeah. he moves well. Right. Um. Lillard is such a good pocket passer yes. on that pick and roll. I think he'll make yeah, Hassan okay. good okay. at it if yeah. Hassan's not naturally good. Right. Because Nurk wasn't particularly great at pick and roll. He wasn't, but this last year, oh my God. It was deadly. Oh my God. I could watch those two run a pick and roll every every minute of a game, dude. Lillard, did, oh. did you know that Lillard had the most points, um, a, like, most points scored or assisted out of a pick and roll in the league last no. year. No. Wow. Yeah. I believe it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Nurk was not particularly good at it. No, but he was then, he, he was a he came to Portland as a back to the basket yes, player. Yes. And developed into a pick and roll kind of a, almost a borderline stretch. Not a stretch right. to the free throw line, but could step out and hit an eighteen foot. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. The two of them, they just they know their game. Mm-hmm. They know and just Nurk just always knew where the pass was going to be. Yeah. And and it was so funny because when we were dependent on Cantor, Cantor could not catch a Lillard pass in the pick and roll. It no. drove me insane. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, maybe maybe this first year might be a little rough. And he's a free agent after this year, so who knows what happens. But Cantor but came in at the at 
you know at the trade deadline. Right, that's true. That is so, true. So 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 Hassan will have an entire summer and an entire early part of the season to work with Lillard that's to fine tune that. And he's more athletic than Cantor. Oh he has yeah, faster feet than Cantor. He can play above the rim better than Cantor yes. can. Yeah. And I think that it may not be as pretty as because Nurk. You didn't have to throw lobs to Nurk because Nurk could catch a bullet pass with very yes. little distance between him and had great hands. Yes. With Hassan, I think the pass is going to have to be higher. You're going to have to allow uh, Hassan okay, to okay. go up and get it in right. like more more lob right. type like um, passes. So, oh, I could see CJ doing that. Yeah, a bunch. One that's the one thing. Like I think Turner would have worked really well with. Hassan I was thinking about was that. Turner is that guy that will just like I don't care if it's a turnover or not. I'm going to try to pass. Yeah. I want to try to make this, and it creates for some great highlights, and it yeah. also creates for some oh my god, what were you doing? Yes, moments. So losing uh, Turner sucks because he's hilarious. Yeah. Even even with this uh, with being traded, I watched his interview in Atlanta, and he's like. Yeah, I'm excited to be back. You know, they don't have they don't have uh, the Waffle House up in Portland. And then the Waffle House tweeted at him and they're like, welcome. And he's like, let me get some waffles. Like, <laughs> he's so funny. Yeah. No, he's a he's a really good guy. Yeah. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens with Lehman. Uh, they extended oh, him a qualifying offer. Yeah. So if anybody we can we can match. Yeah. yeah. Anybody's um, anybody is forgot uh, about that. So we could let him walk because him and Hazonia are essentially like the same player. They are, Layman, yeah. sh- Layman shoots the ball a little bit better, and Hazonia is a little bit better defender. Right. So like they they are really similar games, but have marginal differences. Oh, late last night, Anthony Tolliver. Yeah, I think Anthony that's Tolliver. a great signing. It's a good veteran presence at a position of need. Right. Right. Um, power forward is not someone. Is I think you have one guy mm-hmm. who can play power forward. And that's even a question mark. Like, can Collins play right. twenty eight to thirty two minutes per game, starting at power forward when he and doesn't... Collins like to stretch stretch it out with some threes, mm-hmm. and Tolliver does that too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that'll be cool. Um, I have to say this because I've been on this dude like supporting him since not since day one. I crapped on him for a few years, but Myers, my dog, is gone. And I know he's not the greatest, and he is definitely an example of somebody who's not going to get us over through that Western Conference Finals mm-hmm. threshold. But, God, I love him. I love him so much. He's just such a good guy. And he's, but he's, he's a goober, but he's a lovable goober. He is a lovable goober. And you know what? It's so funny because, you know, Jen's cousins, Matt and CJ and Micah, were in a text together, and going into that final game of our season against the Warriors, I just said, I'm telling you tonight, Myers is going to destroy. And they're laughing at me like, shut the hell up. Like, you just love Myers. I'm like, I'm telling you, tonight's his night. And then they, and it happened and he went off and they were just like, how the fuck does Jeff call something like this? I just, I just knew it Mm -hmm. just from watching the way he was playing. And the way that they were guarding him, I was like, he's going to take advantage. Because the game before, he kind of hit some shots and was was doing well. I was like, if they play him the same way tonight, he's going to shred it. And he did. And that was such a great last moment and last game for him yeah, as a for, Blazer. For a guy that has been the whooping, like, like been the oh, whipping boy poor guy. for Portland fans since he signed that deal. Like it's his fault that Neil gave him 10 per year. Right. Like what is he supposed to turn it? No, I'm not worth that. I'm going to turn it down. Like, yeah. Don't be mad at him because of the money. Like, right. 
in 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 be you know you can be mad at a guy like Raymond Felton who comes in here fat out oh, of shape gosh. and didn't didn't care to be here it was a locker room cancer and then ended right. up having to blow that whole team up mostly because of him. Right. The <clears throat> every everything about Myers Leonard screamed he cared and every report about him in tr- in in uh, workouts and practice and training campus he put in all of the work he could. It just didn't, you know, it just didn't translate. It just didn't, you didn't get out what you thought you were going to get out of him. And you know what? Sometimes that happens. Right. Well, and he was talking like, when was it? I'm not sure. But he's talking about like, like having depression about driving up to the arena and like just facing all this criticism and how hard it was for him. And he went through a lot. Dude, people shit on him so hard. Um, But now he's in Miami. Oh, with Jimmy and, Butler. And um, uh, Charles Barkley thinks he's going to kill it in Miami. Does he? Yeah. He said Portland. Portland. He was one of the national pundits I texted uh, yesterday. Barkley was saying that Portland made a horrible mistake by moving Leonard and taking on a cancer like Hassan Whiteside. Right, right. I don't know, yeah. man. Hassan Whiteside has so much more athletic and raw talent mm-hmm. um, and has proven it in this league. Yeah. And you get into a game, you get into a series in the Western Conference Finals. Who would you rather trot out there, Hassan Whiteside or Myers Leonard? Right, and right. And I'm going to go with Hassan because I know he can consistently give you right. 12 and 10, 13 and 11. Do you see that video of him saying we got shooters? Yeah. How do you interpret that? It's almost... I think he thought that they were <laughs> that they were getting Damon CJ. We got, I don't think so. No, but it's like we got shooters. Like, yeah. well, okay, well... You got shooters. You're going to a place yeah, with shooters. Right, just, right. You know. I took it as like him celebrating for the first time the opportunity to be able to kick it out to somebody who's going to knock it down. Yeah. Miami has not been a particularly good three-point shooting no. team. Um, or if you're getting trapped as a big, you have somebody who can bail you out of that. Well, and then also you're not going to get double teamed as much because they have to pay attention to the shooters. Yes. He's going to have so much more room to hit for his own game to operate. Yes. Um, but also, like, just the excitement of – I just think about, like, Myers. Myers would always play up top or outside mm-hmm. as a seven-foot center. Yeah. And it's like – I'm just I'm probably reading into it too much, but Whiteside is just like, now I can play inside, I can attack, and still have opportunities outside that aren't reliant on me. Mm-hmm. So when he when Hassan is taken, I've watched him play Portland, and I don't know if it's something about Portland. I don't know, but he always goes off against Portland. He's unstoppable on yeah. the glass. Yeah, like he just plays a foot above everybody yeah. else on the floor because that wingspan is seven seven. Jeez. So I'm excited. I'm excited for some of the young guys. I think Anthony Simons could play a huge role. Everybody's really high on him. Yeah. Uh, near Nasir Little. Um, I don't know if he'll with with this roster with this win now model. Mm-hmm. That you know with this we've pivoted to this. We're winning now. This is this Absolutely. is our shot. I don't know how much he'll how much he'll see. Probably not. Stotts doesn't generally like to play young guys. Mm-hmm. Even if you know he'll pull he'll play a veteran over an unproven young guy no matter what. Yeah. Usually. Um, and yeah, I think, but I think Anthony Simons and Zach Collins could be really fun to watch this year. I'm ready for Zach. Mm-hmm. I want to see Zach kill it. Well, it's usually year three for bigs, like young. Bigs. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Year three is when yeah. you start to see improvement. And mm-hmm. if you don't buy it year three, it's kind of over. So yeah. it's a big year for him. Yeah. So yeah. Cool. Go Blazers. Yeah. Um, so that kind of shifts me into 
another sports related topic, but it kind of gets political. Um, just as the idea or tradition of people visiting the White House after a championship. Yeah, and never seemed to really be a political thing until this administration. Right. Well, so I was doing some research, um, and it's pretty old tradition. Um, as far as this article on ESPN says, the tradition of sports teams visiting the White House dates to at least August 30th in 1865. What sports games? When President Andrew Johnson welcomed the Brooklyn Atlantics and the Washington Nationals amateur baseball clubs. Wow. Yeah. And then Ulysses S. Grant played host to the first professional baseball team, the Cincinnati Red Stockings, in 1869. The first World Series championship team um, went to the White that went to the White House is believed to be the 1924 Washington Senators, who visited Calvin Coolidge at the executive residence the following year. Hmm. JFK was the first president to welcome NBA champions when the Boston Celtics visited in January 1963. That's cool because that would have been Bill Russell. and mm -hmm. you know, right um, The Indiana University men's basketball team is believed to be the first NCAA champion to visit the White House when it was hosted by Ge uh, Gerald Ford in 1976. Hmm. Okay, so it's been... That's a long history, That's dude. It's a long time, and you can like as the years have gone along, more and more sports have been included right. in, into getting that um, honor. Yeah, I guess. Right. So what I what this article does that's pretty cool is um, it talks about how like yes, it became a tradition of like you visiting and kind of like ooh, you're getting to go meet the president and you're getting to go to the White House, you know, and it's kind of evolved into more of like. Teams are taking an opportunity to, to to do do charity work or do good things within that community in Washington when they mm -hmm. visit as well. Yeah. So that's kind of cool that they then note that. Um, but the reason I'm bringing this up is because the U.S. Women's National Soccer Team, Megan Rapino, I think it's Rapino, Rapino, mm -hmm. whatever. I've heard, go, it I've, 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 I've heard it corrected me all over. I've heard it. I've heard it pronounced. Both, I don't know. I've heard I don't it pronounced Rapino. She says she's like f that. We're not going to the White House, which we've seen. Yeah. Uh, quite a bit. Yeah, the Warriors. Um, be interesting if Toronto goes. So that's something I was talking with some guys at work. So this year the NBA champions were the Toronto Raptors who are in Canada. Mm -hmm. It's the first time a Canadian team has ever won uh, the NBA championship. So people were talking, do they go to the prime minister or do they go to the president of the United yeah, States? Yeah, they see Trudeau or Trump. Um, they should. How do you think Trump handles that if they go to Trudeau and not him? Oh, he'll take it as a, he, oh, he'll take boy. It as a major slight. Like, oh, he, he yeah. Does, like, he does everything. Even with um, Rapino, he said that so they're they're in the women's world cup right now mm -hmm. and the u.s women's team is smashing and he says mm, why don't you win first before you even talk about not visiting me which he has a point <laughs> but i mean it's once they beat france it's kind of almost yeah like oh yeah conclusion. right yeah for sure um so yeah i don't know it's just an interesting how this has become a tradition historically we've seen other players and teams so that espn article has some people who didn't go 
Um, I guess Jordan didn't go at one point. I'm sorry. Hold on. Let me pull that up. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Larry Bird didn't go um, when Reagan was at the White House. He later told reporters that the president knew where to find him. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like Larry Bird. Uh, Michael Jordan didn't go um, in 91. He played golf instead that day. Um, yeah, so there's a, and there's some other players, but I don't care because they're not basketball players. But it's interesting, like, I, I never knew that. I didn't, I just assumed that all players went. No. Because, I, because I th- in my, in my lifetime, it just seemed like that's just something that all players did because it received so much, it receives so much more publicity now. Right. Than I, I think it, it did back in the day, um, back when Jordan was playing or when Bird was playing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting just how political the whole thing has gotten, right? right. Like um, on both sides, the president in- instigating it, and then players um, saying that you know publicly that they're not going to go mm-hmm. um, as a political statement against the administration. Right. Well, so Brady didn't go when Obama was president. Oh, he didn't. Mm-mm. I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah. There's. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Brady's an interesting guy. He is an interesting guy. He is a very interesting guy, um, but yeah, it's just kind of it's, it's just an interesting thing. Um, I think it's an interesting tradition. I think for the kids in college winning the championship and going to the the president, I think today that is a more that is a bigger deal than it is for some of these athletes. But I like what you were saying as far as like. Jordan just not going. It seems like the way that they're portraying this, and who knows if there's more to it, but he's just like, nah, I'd, I'd rather go play golf. Like, yeah. it's not that big of a deal for him to miss it, mm-hmm. but it's not that big of a deal for him to go either. Yeah. It's just like, meh, whatever. But today, it's become so politicized that, like, if LeBron James doesn't go to the White House, that's a pretty big deal, and people want to know why. Mm-hmm. Now, if LeBron's just saying, oh, I just want to go play golf, do we interpret it the same way? No. Right? The media, well, the media... He, that may be his actual like reason, his right. motivation for not right. going, but... Oh, there's no way the media wouldn't no. take that as a as a chance to be like... Just speculate on yeah. why he's not going. Yeah. So. I'm around, James. Yeah, no, I... It's just... It's, it's just annoying. I wish we would just... Now, at this point, we've ruined it. Right, we've ruined a nice thing. We can't have nice things anymore in this country. <laughs> Just stop doing it. Stop, yeah. stop having, stop having teams go to the White House. Really? I, I, I if this is how it's going to be, just don't go. We've ruined it. The country has. Yes, the country has. The country has. The country has ruined it because of who they put in the house. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if 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 Brady. If if it's come to the point where if you don't if you don't go right it it starts this Twitter war right. between the president Drama. and oh I mean, that's I a terrible sentence that's so sad that you have to say that what it starts a Twitter war with the president I know wow I, it's just <laughs> I'm, I'm saying we've we've we right. we can't have we can't have nice right, things right 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 and it's just I'm so t- I am just so tired of it why does it matter if Megan Rapinoe doesn't want to go. It doesn't. It doesn't. It does not matter. Like, what on earth? Like, how is... It's not a slight against America. It's not a slight against the flag. Just stop with that nonsense. It's a slight against him. It's it what is. it is. It is, but he's an individual. He's a man. Right. He's, he holds the office of president. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I can... I feel like... 
I don't know. I, I don't know. It, it's tough because he started this by when she, you know, there was protest. The women's national team had protested, um, had, I wouldn't even say protest, right? They just, right. they, they acted in a way that the president seems, sees as unfit behavior during the, you know, the national U S national anthem. And that, that is an automatic, you're going to get a tweet from the president. Right. Should you do that? Um, and that's what started all of this. And then she fired back. Well, I'm just not going to, we're not going to come to the, um, I'm not going to, I don't know if she said the women's national I team. She, she just said, she's not going to, she go. wasn't, but all of the women have said, yeah, they're not going to go. Yeah. yeah. Well, she didn't speak for the entire women's no. national team, but she spoke for herself, but that's being like picked up by everybody else. Right. Um, yeah, it's just unfortunate because now if you, if you're seen as going to the white house, are you, you know, you're, you're, you're a Trump supporter. Um, or if you do go, and if you don't go, then you're anti-American. And it's just, I hate these labels that on something that should just be non-political yeah. uh, is now just rife with all sorts of taking, just taking sides. And it just sucks. I hate, I just, I it gets, it bums me out, bums me out to no end to just to see this as our political discourse. Right. Well, I was thinking, you know, if you're going to be unabashedly racist, <laughs> and rude and insert yourself into nonsense how are you surprised that people are just like that's not really something i want to be around i'm good you know what i mean yeah well it's a culture war he 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 flames culture war for his own political ends yes um it's the same thing that they that the people that love him doing this, the sticking it to the liberals, the mm-hmm. making the liberals cry. He's gonna he's inserting himself into all of these things that they find important because they see not standing for the Pledge of Allegiance as a as you know degrading American culture, and that's the reason why you know the left hates America because they don't stand for the national anthem, like, right? They, whatever. It's the same thing that they they blew up about Obama, like inserting himself into social or cultural matters mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like oh that's not that's not the place of the president like i heard fox news people continually bash president obama for getting involved in certain like the trave like making a comment about the trayvon martin mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. you know uh i don't even you know, what it was trayvon martin you know in, incident where you know he was murdered mm-hmm. um the even that, like, right? Like, I just said Trayvon Martin was murdered, but, like, that would that could be taken as a... Oh, like, absolutely. So, like, now all of a sudden, now, that that has, like, a whole political can, can of right. worms associated absolutely. to it. Um, and, uh, and, or, you know, he, there was an incident in, like, Connecticut where, like, this African-American professor was coming home and had left his keys, like, locked his, locked his keys or left his keys somewhere and was trying to, like, break into his own home. Mm-hmm. And a white police officer pulls up, arrests him temporarily because the guy didn't have his wallet either and couldn't right. show that he didn't have. And so the, so the president invited both the cop and the professor to the White House to have a beer and talk about racial issues. Oh, wow. I mean... I think it's a nice sentiment. Yes, but they said that, like, oh, it's it's him not having the cops back. He's he's making it a racial race, race <laughs> issue. Just stuff that's just ridiculous. And then that's what I mean, that's one level. Fine, if you want to you want to die on that hill, right. fine, okay. Right. But on the other on the flip side of it, you've got a guy who's legitimately going after individuals on Twitter using the presidential Twitter handle to yeah. attack people over over his politics right and you don't see anything like you don't you're not gonna you don't see anything wrong with that well speaking on that i keep reading that 
people are like pushing for Twitter to come down on him for violating their um, terms and conditions mm-hmm. because you're not allowed to attack individuals like that. Yeah. And I'm from what I think I remember reading, tr- Twitter is going to start monitoring that. Really? And either deleting tweets or threatening bans because of the misconduct. Okay. Which is great because, you know, we, I, we've lightly talked a little bit about social media and freedom of speech on social media. But if Twitter is going to be banning individuals for behavior, I think there's an argument to be made for his behavior. Or at least deleting a tweet or tell, telling him, hey, this is against our rules and code of conduct and operating on our social media. Mm-hmm. It won't do anything as far as reining him back or getting him to stop, but I think it's interesting for the first time we we've talked about how does social media play in this world today and 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 interact with politics. Mm-hmm. And right now we're seeing this shift or or movement towards like a politician who is attacking individuals and now maybe a possible regulation on that. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. It is. I don't know, like sports, like you, you always hear, like if LeBron James or another prominent athlete comes mm-hmm. out and has a political, uses their platform to make a political statement, yeah. and you hear the people will just dribble a basketball. Dude, I have family members who, who have, I recently have posted a, a montage video of all these athletes or people who aren't in politics who... Basically, the video is basically like, just shut shut up. Don't talk about politics. Just stick to what you do and what you know. Go ahead. Well, yeah, I was just saying, I, I'm trying to find, like, obviously saying you're not going to. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm having a hard time. I'm having a hard time with this because, <laughs> like, I, Good. I, 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 apl- I do applaud all the. Um, athletes who want to use their platform in a way that they find constructive even if i don't agree with even if i don't agree with their stance i'm happy that we live in a country that that is possible yes after watching a show like chernobyl where that is not possible (laughs) right and um so like it's it's phenomenal it's it's such a great commentary on our on our freedom that Mm -hmm. we have our liberty but um yeah i just i find i find that whole thing just really really concerning one i don't kind of lost my train of thought on this Mm -hmm. but it's it's interesting that you know stay out of you know stay out of politics, but Trump wasn't a politician, and that's what you loved about him, right? Oh yeah, I think I thought about that, especially when I'm seeing these people, family members and people I know that are just like just shut up and dribble, and I think the video was mostly directed at LeBron, LeBron James, but I thought instantly, dude, your guy is not a politician. He's an idiot. <laughs> like, that's the guy you want talking about politics? That's the guy you want talking about fucking national security and international relations? That's the guy. Yeah. LeBron, shut the fuck up. But Trump, you go ahead and run it. Yeah. I don't know, dude. That brings me to my next point. Trump thinks Putin's attack on Western-style liberalism is about California. That's your guy. <laughs> I you just I, told me about this. I read that headline 
the other day and I couldn't even click on the article because I didn't have the mental capacity to read it. Uh-huh. And I have read it since. I but... cannot. I, cu- I couldn't believe that when you told me that before we press record. Oh, my God. Yeah. Tell me about it. Well, it's just <laughs> so the president was has been on the, so the G20, which yeah. is the, the 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 great 20, the, the 20. Dude. Big, Last year, when we were recording, we were talking about the G20. The G20, the G7. Damn, full um, circle. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> it's, it's crazy how this happens. Yeah, that's weird. So the, so the, G, the G20 um, was created out of, not out of the G7, because the G7 is still right. a, it's a loose organization of economic, you know, Western powerhouses. Plus, More exclusive. Plus Japan. <laughs> um, it The G7 was formed in a, as a... Um, counterweight to um the soviet bloc and a way for western liberal market-oriented political economies to kind of work together find ways to eliminate tariffs and use their economic might to counterbalance against you know soviet socialism um the g20 spawned completely out of a different um out of a, out of a different environment and it it coexists alongside the g7 all of the G7 nations are part of the G20, but it expanded to include, you know, countries like uh, like China, um, India, Brazil, you know, South South Africa, the Philippines, basically bringing in a more global scope in response to the 28, 28, 29, 2008, 2009 economic crisis mm-hmm. when global capital around the world was hard to come by. By bringing more people to the table, the Obama administration felt like by bringing more of a, creating more of a plurality, by bringing more capital in could stabilize the global economy. And it did. Mm-hmm. The creation of the G20 was, was, a, was a huge feat for the Obama administration. It, it was him, the United States at the forefront of that G20 push, creating that kind of loose organization of states working together to solve an economic crisis. And in my opinion, is one of the, is one of the greatest feats of international global. relations. Global. Crisis. Global crisis. Which is crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, and that helped stabilize the economy. It brought, it, by bringing people to the table, it also brought their economic capacities, right. which helped lending. It helped, um, you know, developing nations borrow. It boosted the economy out of rubble. Mm-hmm. It was, it, it was, a, it was a very, very good move by the Obama administration. So that's the G20. Mm-hmm. The, um, the G20 has an annual meeting and that's where, and it was in Japan this year. And, uh, that's where, that's where president Trump has been. Mm-hmm. Um, and, was asked, you know, as as you know, the media pools do will ask him about current events that are going on around the world, not mm-hmm. just about the G20 related stuff. And he was asked uh, about that question about liberal democracy. Well, Putin said the liberal idea presuppose presupposes that nothing needs to be done. The migrants can kill, plunder, and rape with impunity because their rights as migrants must be protected. The liberal idea has become obsolete. That's a quote from Putin. Yeah, so that's that's a that's an attack on neo on neoliberal ideology that of open trade, mm-hmm. open um, open access to capital, and open borders, free flow of capital and and labor across borders right. is is the, is, a, is the very foundation of 
especially neoliberal right. ideology. And when we're talking about liberalism in this context, it is everything that's came out of the Enlightenment period mm-hmm. of you know human rights. The were powers derived from basically the corner, the the foundation, the cornerstones, the entire building that was erect that has been erected over time. That is democracy mm-hmm. is considered liberal because of its open its openness in the of political and market oriented systems. Yes. So we're not talking about liberal in the narrow American sense, like it's, you know, attached to a particular uh, party's ideology. Yes. We're talking about liberal on the broad historical scope. Yes. As compared to autocracy, which is, you know, a king or a dictator or Mm -hmm. something like that. Right. A liberal is a, you know, the democratic form of government and liberal is the broad term to kind of incorporate all of those, that openness Mm -hmm. in political economy. And the fact that Trump <laughs> didn't know that is just—it's it, not shocking. It shouldn't be. It's actually—it's not shocking to me that he didn't understand that. And he was thought we were that someone in Japan was asking him about calif like liberals in the United States, yes. not liberalism in general on the international scale. Yeah. So during a press conference at the G20, a reporter asked President Trump about Putin's comments that Western-style liberalism is obsolete. Trump had absolutely no idea what the entire debate referred to. Here's shocking. That's here's just what shocking. your guy shut up any athlete who has an opinion or idea of politics. Let President Trump describe to you and define liberalism. <laughs> Completely wrong. He's talking about, like you said, the narrow scope of liberal in the United States. Here's what he says. Well, he may feel that way. He says what's going on. I guess look at what's happening in Los Angeles, where it's so sad to look. And what's happening in San Francisco and a couple other cities which are run by an extraordinary group of liberal people. I don't know what they're thinking, but he does see things that are happening in the United States that would probably preclude him from saying how wonderful it is. At the same time, he congratulated me as every other leader of every other country did for what we've done economically. Briefly touts economy. Mm -hmm. I don't know what they're thinking because when you look at Los Angeles, when you look at San Francisco, when you look at some of the other cities, and not a lot, not a lot, but you don't want it to spread. And at a certain point, maybe the federal government has to get involved. We can't continue to let that happen to our cities. Literally, Putin is talking about. A, literally, Putin is attacking the very idea of democracy. Yes, of a democratic form of government, mm-hmm. and however that manifests. So obviously, there's different types of yeah, democracy. It's absolutely. not a monolith. And Trump is thinking he's talking about liberals in California, in California, mm-hmm. like in in you know in a in a you know however you know California with their high taxation and all that kind of stuff. Whatever. It's just I just it's so amazing to me that he just didn't even understand like he's he can't even be part of the debate because he doesn't have a a basic definition of political terms right just the basic definition like something like your first day in poli sci 101 yes you learned yes what the term liberalism is 
and he doesn't he doesn't know it. Yeah, he can't even be part of a fundamental debate. No, no a conceptual debate. You don't even have to have maybe talk about con- like a conceptual debate about liberalism or authoritarianism. Like you don't even have to have like anecdotal evidence, and you don't have to have a, a huge concept of history. You can really just talk about it on a theoretical level without really having much of a background. He can't even be part of that debate because he doesn't understand that key, basic, broad term. Right, right there. What you just said, hypothetically, or 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 just yeah, hypothetically, this is a debate about liberalism versus authoritarianism. Yeah, he's at a debate. They're discussing those two things, and they say. President Trump, what do you think? And he says, I hate liberals in California. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, my God. How the fuck can you tell everybody to stay in their lane and mind their own shit and leave the politics to the politics when the politician doesn't even know what the fuck he's talking about? Yeah. And think about think about this to to all of the, the Proud Boys and all of the, the Trump supporters out there who talk about hating liberals. You realize in historical context, if you support the things that you're supporting, which is you know less government, um, government by the people for the people mm-hmm. of the people, basic rights codified in the in the in the Bill of Rights mm-hmm. in our in our government, promoting democracy. You're in Hong Kong right now, arguing for you know freedom and basic liberties liberties and not being controlled by China. Mm-hmm. You are arguing for liberalism. That is that is liberalism. Yes. That doesn't mean you are a liberal in the context of the United States and by that definition. But we've strayed so far and it's become so vilified both both identifiers whether it's conservative or liberal. Mm-hmm. And even today you talk to people and you're like, "Hey, nobody wants to choose what they define themselves as." Or like you've mentioned before, you have to have the caveat of like, "I'm I'm Republican, but I didn't vote for Trump." There's always others who have those things. Mm-hmm. I'm a Democrat, but I'm not like an extreme liberal or anything. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But yes, what you're saying is they are advocating for liberalism mm-hmm. in the classic sense. And, and and because we all fall under that broad umbrella of of believing in the basic foundations of of liberal mm-hmm. of liberal ideology that I you know we've laid out throughout this conversation I don't need to restate them right um, we have more in common than we do differences differences yeah just keep that in mind <laughs> keep just make just when you are interacting with anybody right I was kind of my dad. Mm-hmm. myself but out of our element at kxrw i loved it a lot of lot of american lib- you know liberals th- liberals yes. progressives yes and then we had great conversations with those people oh, yeah. you know why because i realized that we're all american and we all have the exact we're, we have more in common than we do differences at a fundamental level we're at an event celebrating a platform that allows for conversations to be had mm-hmm. or or a place for an educational program to provide people with information they might not be or have access to. Yeah. We're not talking about whether or not you think this is a good way to solve an issue at that event. I wish you guys would have worn name tags that said like Republican. (laughs) 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 But for sure, I mean, and, 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 uh, you know, when I first met your dad, the first time I met him, 
I had this preconceived notion of who I was going to be meeting. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And then when I meet him, we're busting each other's balls. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, and, and I know that we fundamentally disagree on a lot of things, but we have a lot more in common than, than we have in differences. Mm-hmm. And if we did ever get into a conversation about politics or about uh, approaching a, a topic, I know that because there's a foundation of understanding like we have more similarities, that that conversation could be easier because of that foundation of similarities. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think that a lot of time if people approach their adversaries, um, which came out last week mm-hmm. on last week's episode when we talked about how much I hate that term um, – if you approach your adversaries with the idea that you guys have more in common, then it, the conversation just goes easier. Um, and 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 I, I'm really annoyed by this idea of people telling others to shut up um, and just stay in their lane because that's a freedom and liberty that's celebrated in this country is your ability to do that and to use that platform if you so choose. Mm-hmm. And when you get down to it and you look at it, if you're going to tell one person to shut up because they don't know anything, take a second hard look at the person you're advocating to talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. No, I'm uh, I'm kind of running into, running into that myself a little bit. Just on the last note, I read an article through Washington Post, an opinion piece, saying mm-hmm. that never Trumpers need to shut up about the Democratic primary system, mm-hmm. which I take a little... Like that's that's pointed right at me. Right. right? That's taken the barrel and pointed right at my chest. Um, because I had I was pretty critical of a lot of the the Democratic primary, uh, Democratic candidates on that stage. Mm -hmm. And it's like saying, Oh, I don't get a voice. I I couldn't the the article basically argued that because I because my my side if we were such if we were such good you know, if our message was so good, how could we let our party be taken over by Trump? Yes. So stay out of our party. Yes. Fantastic! Yeah, great. I get. I don't. I don't get. A, I don't get. I don't get a voice anywhere anymore. I That's guess. exactly what pushes people towards Trump. Like, listen, you guys chose Trump, so just let the adults handle this. That's that elitist mentality that they were talking about during those debates the whole time. Mm-hmm. They're like, we need to get away from this idea that we're elitist, that we're elitist. But then, like you're talking about, there's articles written about like, just shoo, we got this. Yeah, you let that animal in the house, and don't worry, we'll handle it. All right, man. You don't want us. You don't, you don't, you don't want us. You don't want our input. Right. Whatever. That's. I mean, I guess. I mean, that's just one person's. For opinion. sure. Just yeah. one person's opinion. Uh, but I just found that to be really. Um, I think it's a lesson. You and I yeah. are trying to point out that there's a lesson right mm-hmm. there. Don't be a dick. Yeah. Don't alienate your fellow Americans. We are all on Team USA. And you would think that we. I mean, I. I not we, but like. Someone like me who thinks like me, who's like a Republican, who mm-hmm. holds Republican idea ideas about yeah. in, about certain things. Seeing how I, I've intimate, like much more intimate knowledge about how Trump has manipulated our ideas, yes, in gain to gain power. Absolutely, you would think that we would have something to add to your guys's conversation, right? And allowing us to have a seat at that table would be beneficial to you instead of saying oh you couldn't keep your own house clean stay out of ours right i just thought that was really frustrating yeah or just broad stroking or assuming that you guys are all 
in support of that where you what you're saying is you've sat there and watched your fellow Republicans be manipulated and and coerced into just being a diehard Trump supporter or to to go against norms mm-hmm. for power for power yeah exactly and I think you have an excellent point when if 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 Democrat I mean as I'm, I'm thinking about it in such a simplistic way but why would you not want an inside guy to or inside people on your team to have an understanding of how we got here yeah this the secondary point that the article made was like if you're going to be here shut up like you don't you don't get a you don't get a voice oh, like wow. either, either get on board or stay away it's like okay check the boxes or check the boxes all right well how about all the how about you like you're no different than trump at that no. point because trump no. train right get on the trump train or it's going to run you over yes it's the same message absolutely I was so mad when I read that article. <laughs> okay, Jake, you got to go to work. I do. All right. Uh, thanks for sacrificing your morning. Oh, of course. Thanks I for was... getting up early with me. Oh, it, I should have been up a long time ago. I just overslept. I forgot to set my alarm, oh, my secondary awesome. alarm. Anyway. You're a secondary? Are you a snoozer? I'm a snoozer. Oh, God. Ooh. I'm a major snoozer. Are you? Yeah. As soon as that shit goes off, I'm up. Really? Yes. Oh, I wish I could be you. I can't. I could never snooze. Really? I'm a never snooze. Never a never snoozer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. All right. Um, oh, and hey, uh, I'll I will be on um, Knuckle Draggers. Yes. So yes, we're gonna tune into that. It's gonna be a little bit of a crossover episode. Yeah, I'm and excited. I'll post it on our. I'll say what you mean, social media. Um, we have no idea when or what we're going to talk about, but it's going to be soon, and it's going to be nonsense, and we're going to get Jake to, uh, we're going to convert Jake into a knuckle dragger for an episode. <laughs> um, before we go, I wanted to reiterate something I said at the beginning. We have a voicemail set up. Um, call us. Leave us a voicemail. Tell us what you think of the show. Give us ideas of things you want to talk about. Um or if you want to be on the show, leave us a voicemail. Um, and I'll put this number up on our social media. I put it on our story, but I'll actually post it on there. Um, I think I added it to our Instagram as, as a way to contact. But either way, the number is 360-718-3954. Again, 360-718-3954. Um, and I won't answer. It just goes straight to voicemail again. And so just let us know what you think. Um, and it's been a while since I've said this. If you like our show, share it. We're on every platform. And if you're enjoying it, tell someone. Um, I know that I was talking to someone at work and they started listening. So, well, thank you. New listener. Yes. I always appreciate people listening. Um, and we always appreciate you guys engaging with us and letting us know what you think, even if it sucks. So, um, <laughs> uh, anything else, Jake? I think that's it. Are you sure? Yeah. Positive. Um, <laughs> is this something I'm supposed to remember? Wow, you already forgot? Our year episode? I'm just kidding. Bye. Oh, bye. <laughs>